I'm such an idiot. Is it important? No. Is it stupid? Absolutely. We're just having fun. Welcome to the Morning Dew Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 13 of the Morning Dew Podcast. Bro, 13 is a milestone for me. I'll tell you why. The last podcast I did, um, the Dangling Bits podcast, over like a year ago we did it. We only got to 12 episodes. So this is like a, this is a, um, was it PR? What do they call it when you get your personal personal record, your PR? Is it your PR? When you're like benching and someone's like, yo, bro, what's your PR? Or is it PB, personal best? I don't even know. Because guess what? I never go for that. I don't know what my PR or PB is for anything. But I know my PR or PB for episodes is 13, which is this one. So it's a, it's a milestone for me. And dude, 13 used, 13 used to be my favorite number. 13 was that number that everyone was everyone was scared of. And I was like, dude, 13's kind of the shit. I like 13. That used to be my favorite number. And then as I got older, I realized everyone else's favorite number was 13 for some reason. So then I changed mine to 19. And because you don't want to have the same favorite number as everyone else. Like for some reason, everyone loves seven. What's the big fucking deal with seven, you know? So many people I know are like, yeah, it's def- my favorite number is definitely seven. I'm like, dude, seven is the most random number you could possibly... If you ask for someone to pick a number between one and ten, like, you're only picking seven either because it's your favorite number or because you're, you're thinking in your head, I want to pick the most random number between one and ten. And that's usually seven. It's random as fuck. Um... But yeah, it used to be 13 and now it's 19 because everyone had 13. And you want to be unique, you know? Dude, that's that's life for me. I will always want to have something unique. I'm not going to... You know what? I don't even go to... I don't even... When I get shoes, I don't even go to Foot Locker anymore to get them. Because it's all... All the shoes they have there are the same shoes that everyone else is wearing. They don't have anything unique there. So that's why if I order, ever order shoes... I always order them online on GOAT. And yeah, they charge you out the wazoo. They charge you Bezos money for shoes. They charge you Bezos money. But you know what? I'll do it. Once a year, I'll treat myself. I won't be that guy that buys shoes that buys them like all the fucking time. I will buy it on GOAT. I'll just treat myself because it's expensive as fuck, man. You get, you get, you buy the shoes but then you don't think to your, you're just thinking to yourself, oh, this is going to be a sick pair of shoes. I'll just drop 200 bucks, whatever. And then it, they hit you with the, with the, with the shipping fee. Bam. That's another $30. And then they hit you with that border fee, baby. Bam. Another $80. Bro, I could have bought another pair of shoes with the border and the shipping fees. That's fucking bonkers. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's worth it. Because you got a unique pair of shoes that nobody else has in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And that makes you feel dope inside. Um, but uh, that's my intro. Welcome back um, to, uh, to the Morning Dew. 
Man, I I've realized recently how how out of touch I am with everything. I so I went to the mall uh a couple days ago to buy like I went to Lululemon to, and I wanted to buy a pair of shorts or whatever. And it, it's been the first time I've been to the mall since like probably over a year ago and it's just it's just a completely different play. Like I didn't know half the shit in there even existed. The store the one store I liked in there, of course it's gone, you know? Of course it's there's a, a whole fucking wall that's like under renovations. And of course they just eliminated the one store I liked from that from that mall, you know? Of course it just has to be that way. Um and that was disappointing, but I uh there was a, a lot of different shit in there and I remember my on my other podcast actually um the kitten caboodle podcast I was talking with my buddy Zach and he was saying um the last time he went to that mall there was uh there was some sort of fucking art gallery um and I was like what I I never I hadn't been in so long so I didn't really like I didn't know if I should believe him or like what kind of art gallery we were talking about I don't know I didn't know and then I go to said mall and I wasn't looking for it. I just went to my store and then walked around a little bit and just everything was different. And I realized now there's no art gallery in where you would expect there to be an art gallery in a mall. Meaning like usually there's an open area of a mall where you can just put like it's just the shits and giggles area. It's just the activities area of the mall, you know, where you can just, that's where you go when you have three fucking kids and then you just, you want to just release some stress. So you just walk into that area and you say like, fucking go fucking shoo kids. And then they just run around that area for half an hour and you can de-stress. It's that kind of area. And that's the area I thought that this art gallery would be in. But guess what? The art gallery is in the old Victoria's Secret store. And that caught me off guard, I'm not going to lie to you. That was... First of all, you don't ever... You don't expect a Victoria's Secret to go under. You know? That's like the one store that you would think... If, if, if you had a shitty mall, but that mall had, to, had a Victoria's Secret in there... You would just assume that that automatically had the best business. Like, that was the attraction of the entire mall, was that Victoria's Secret. And even for the guys, you know, guys would just want to go in there and just touch the titties everywhere, you know? They just want to go looking at the fucking models in there and the women working in there, you know? And that that would attract 90% of the people who shop there. But no, of course it got taken down. And... um. And they put a fucking art gallery in there. And it like, I don't know. It, it just, it looked weird to me. I wouldn't go in there. Like, I, I just don't give a shit enough about art. But then I'm also questioning why, I'm just questioning why Victoria's Secret went out, you know? Did Victoria's Secret get out? Is that what happened? Did Victoria let her secret out? And then they're, and then the shareholders are just like, well, this business is fucked. Are the secrets out of the bag, guys? They're just at a fucking board meeting. The secret's out of the bag, guys. She did it. She let it out. What are we going to do? We have to file for bankruptcy. And the CEO is like, yeah, I'm calling a press conference. It's done. 
we had a good run, but the secret's out of the bag. What can we do? You know? And I want to find out what that secret is. I'm going to find out what Victoria's secret was. Because clearly that's the reason I went out of business. Because I, you know what? Now that I think of it, I'm pretty sure a lot of the other locations are going down too. At like other malls and shit. I could be wrong, but maybe the whole company's going under. I don't fucking know. Victoria, you let us down. Um, but yeah, that shit, like it turned into a fucking art gallery, you know? And I know I, I talked about it with Zach and, and, you know, he hit the nail on the head. It, it is, it is what it is. It is what it is. And it just put everything into perspective for me, you know, because I feel like seeing that and seeing the mall in general and seeing everything else that's changed, it literally feels like the world went under an apocalypse like an apocalypse happened happened and i was i was it, it feel it literally feels like a zombie movie where an apocalypse happened and a pandemic broke out <laughs> and i was like immune and everyone else became zombies and then the fucking whole world is changed and that was my first time leaving the house in like since since the apocalypse happened and then everything's changed you know how it is in the movies, right? Like the whole fucking, the whole city is different and like fucking worn down. And I'm just like, whoa, it's all so different. And then I'm fighting off zombies while that's happening. I'm shooting my gun and fucking killing all these zombies. I'm like, whoa, it's all changed. Everything's an art gallery now. Um, But yeah, like... And you know what's so funny is that used to be, you you know, you had a recurring, a recurring dream as like maybe when you're growing up or even now, I don't even know, but I don't have these anymore, but I, I used to have a, a recurring dream where I would, um, there was a zombie apocalypse going on and me and like a few friends were like the only people on earth who were immune to this whole zombie the fucking this virus thing and basically it's like we're surviving for our lives in a zombie infested world and i like and i wanted to believe it was true and i think that's why it was recurring because i wanted to believe like i just thought in my head that this would be the best like this would be so fun <laughs> if everyone everyone else became a zombie except me and my friends and we we're just surviving uh on earth <laughs> you know with like guns and shit like in a movie i for some reason i thought that was the best thing in the world at, at one point in my life if you had asked me if you had like been like make a wish you know on my birthday i would have wished for that if you gave me a genie in a bottle and he granted me three wishes uh-oh, that's what you should be saying to the person who granted me that genie. You should be saying, uh-oh, because that's what I would have wished for, for number one. Bro, if you, had, if you had a genie with three wishes, what would you wish for? And, what the, and the, another question is, what do you think you'd have wished for when you were a kid? And imagine if you got that genie when you were a kid and how you would have fucked up everything. Like, if I was granted three wishes back then, that's what would have happened. The world would have gone under, 
Everyone would have been fucked. Everyone would be a zombie. And I would just be me with my few friends. And imagine the destruction you would have done if you had a genie with granted you three wishes. Every, like, the world would just be in shambles. And that's why genies shouldn't exist. And that's why they don't exist. And that's why no one should ever make decisions, life decisions, when they're 12 years old. Because, I mean, as fun as that might be to be just surviving, you know, in a zombie apocalypse, you know you'd get at one, like, probably a weekend, you'd be like, Oh, I wish, I wish AT&T still worked so I could have some cell service. Because that's gone. Oh, I wish I had some electricity. Oh, I wish, I wish there was some, uh, I wish I could get a nice steak, you know? Well, you can, but you'd have to kill the cow. Or there's probably no cows left. Because they're all zombies. But that, that was my recurring dream, was... Being in a zombie apocalypse with my friends. That's like the most guy thing, you know, too. Like, there's not a, there's probably not a girl out there that's had that as their dream. That's just a, that's just a guy thing. But my point before all of that was I'm so out of touch. Like, it's literally like jump. It's like leaving my house was like stepping out from a, for like since the apocalypse happened, whatever. And everything is fucking different. All these things are being built and I had no idea. Um, everything, everything has changed. Except for me. I'm just, I'm just the same old guy. But one thing that has kind of changed is my, um, my addiction for packages is still ongoing and it's, at this point, it's pretty severe. I just ordered two more packages. I ordered like a, I ordered like a headset from Xbox, and then I just I'm literally today I'm waiting for a package for my Lululemon shorts because when I went into Southgate, into the mall, they didn't have the right fucking shorts that I wanted, and they said you have to order it online. And I tried on like 17 different pairs of shorts there. And I was like, no, I want the five inch seam, but they only had seven inch and nine inch because apparently that was what was in fashion. But I kind of said that's bullshit because everyone wants shorts that are shorter than the kneecap. And um, so I ordered a pair online that are shorter than the kneecap that are five inches. And I'm a little bit worried about it, but they're coming in today in a box and I'm waiting for that box. And I got to tell you, man, there's something sexual about ordering online there's a sexual aspect to it i'm not like nothing gets your dick harder than finding a package outside of your front door that that's just how it is and i've been any even when it's not there you're craving you're craving for that experience dude you like you you go to the front door you don't see it there and you're like okay no problem it'll be here soon and then you just, you know, kind of dilly-dally for a few extra minutes. And then you head back to the door just to see if it's there. It's literally crack. The feeling. But then, and then when the box actually comes, you get that one second of euphoria. And then you're like, all right, let me open this fucking thing up. I know what's in here. Um, and that's, that's just how it is. Have you guys heard of this mischief box? This shit looks pretty cool. It's like, uh, 
you get you you order a box through like i think they're called mischief is the brand or the company and you order a box through them and it has a completely random item in it so it would have it can have anything from like a paper clip or a chewed piece of gum to uh a ticket for like uh for like a fucking boat like to own a or like a like a voucher or like anything crazy like it could have a a fucking hoverboard in there like a a a ticket to like claim a hoverboard you know like or a tesla yeah that i think the grand prize was like a tesla or like a lot of money like it could have a fucking little thing in there saying that you want a tesla you know but you never know you never know what it is until you open the box but the alternative option is you can hold the box for like a month um, or you can you can hold the box however long you want. But every day that you hold the box without opening it, it appreciates in value. So I think by like uh, $10 or something or anyways, you can you can hold the box until it accumulates to a value of a thousand, I think a thousand bucks or something like that which is like around a month. Um, so if you hold it and don't open it for uh, until it reaches a thousand dollars, you can ship it back to them and they literally send you a thousand bucks. Now, do you have the willpower to do that? It's literally like that love Island show. Do you have the willpower to not jerk your dick for a month or not fuck anyone for a month? I guarantee you, I have the willpower to do both of those things. I can hold that box. I can hold, I can tell you right now, I can hold that box because knowing my luck, dude, I'm getting a chewed piece of gum in there and it's not even going to be, it's not even going to be XL winter mint. It's going to be like fucking peppermint too. So I'm not even going to be happy with that. And, uh, I like, I, I can tell you right now I'm holding that box and I'm cashing in my thousand dollars. That is for damn sure. Like there's, there's just no question. It's just, it's just that easy. I'm not, I'm not playing chance here. You know, even if it was a, how does it work? If you win, when you win a car from something, if you like, you know, like if it's a Tim Hortons thing or like a McDonald's monopoly thing, when you win a car through that, cause I had a friend I played football with in high school and he said, he won a Fiat. He won one of those, uh, I, I don't know if it was the little, like the small ass Fiat, whatever it's called, whatever the model of it is. But he won a Fiat uh, uh, in the Tim Hortons roll up the rim to win contest. And uh, I don't even know if he accepted the car. Because he said that, I think uh, they pay like, or they lease it to you, I guess. But I don't know how much of the money that pay, they pay. They might pay the full lease. I'm not sure. But I think you'd still have to pay like the insurance and all that bullshit. So really, you're you're winning a car that you still have to pay for for a lot of things. And there's like so much shit under the table that like you just don't know until you actually get it. It's like that whole uh, uh, that fucking McMillions thing. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's on HBO. Or on Crave. But that was like nuts. Like the... 
there was so many uh different like little uh what do you call it like in the fine print i guess uh in terms of all the prizes that you win like there was a lot of fine print like so many exclusions and things like that when you win something i mean that that wasn't what the show was about though it was more about like some guy fucking uh getting the some security guard for the marketing company for mcdonald's promo was grabbing the million dollar winner tickets and like selling them off that that was what that was about which was insane by the way if you haven't seen that show go give it a watch right now stop what you're doing stop this podcast just pause it come listen later and watch that show right now because that's crazy but yeah there was like I guess there's, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of fine print if you, like, win a fucking car, you know? And, like, I don't know, man. I I mean, I guess I would take it. Like, I feel, I feel like you have to take it. You know how hard it is to win anything in, like, those promos? Like, with the McDonald's, like, Monopoly shit? You know how hard it is to win anything? They released a new puzzle piece this year and I got one of the pieces and of course you need three of them but being the idiot I am I saw one new piece and I'm like holy shit I won and it said $1,500 on it and I was like I just won $1,500 and I was freaking the fuck out for the rest of the day and then I uh when they asked you like input the code online or whatever I put it in and they're like nice you've got one out of three so uh of course I didn't win anything why would I? I'm not a winner. You're born a winner or you're born like the rest of us. That's just how it works. You're either born a winner or you're born like the rest of us, dude. And guess what? I'm just one of us. I'm I'm one of the people. To the people and for the people. That's what I am. I'm just a representative of, of all the normals. But that shit is crazy. I mean, I guess I would take a, a Fiat, I, I guess. Even though it's one of, it might be one of those little dinky ones, you know. But I was, back to my package addiction, man. It's getting, it's getting pretty out of hand. I'm starting to buy stuff that, like, I, I usually, if I saw it in a store, I definitely wouldn't buy it. But then I, it's something about, it's like that fucking, that Oprah meme now, when she interviewed the royal people. Like when she puts like when it, it or it's almost like that old Drake meme, but it's Oprah now. And uh, it's like for me, it's like seeing shit at seeing an item on the uh, at a store and it's her like looking away, putting her hands out. And it's like versus looking, uh, seeing an item on fucking uh, online. And it's like me super fucking interested. And I'm just like, add to cart. Add to cart is dangerous. You know, you have, it's something about adding, (laughs) adding a cart, adding to cart in real life is so much like, you have to put so much more thought into it. I feel like adding, adding to cart in real life, like you'll pick, you can pick up something and fucking look at it from all angles and really debate whether you actually want to put it in your cart, but then you click add to cart online and it's just that easy. It's just like, it's just that easy. You see something online that looks remotely beneficial to your life and you're like, add to cart. Easy. 
Bezos will send it to me in a couple of days. Perfect. You know. It's like, it's just getting too easy. When it gets that easy, then it's dangerous. Anything that's that easy is just dangerous at that point. But yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm out of touch, man. I But I can't wait. Bro, these vaccines are rolling out, you know. I'm getting excited. I'm getting it. I'm getting too excited. I think I talked about it before where it's like, you got to keep your expectations low. But I'm get they're getting too high, man. My expectations are through the roof right now. I got to I got to lower them down. I'm thinking about all the fucking possibilities of the summer. And you know what? It's easy. It's it's just everyone does that. You feel the summer coming, especially if you live up north like we do where it's like this winter's starting to go away and then you're just getting real excited. You're like the possibilities are endless. You can you can do all this stuff. All of your activities are opening up. You know, you can do all, like, you can, the sky's the limit when it's the summer. But, and that's where my expectations are. But I got to drop them way down. Because this corona shit, man, it's, it's like, you don't know where it's, you don't know where it's going. You can't make, you can't make plans too early because you just don't know. And we're, dude, we're making, <clears throat> we're making plans. We're, uh, you know, I got a trip going on. Um, I got hopefully football coming back. <clears throat> That's what keeps me sane, man, is my, is my football, playing my football. When I don't have football, I kind of lose it. And I know it's, it's coming, like, hopefully it's coming back. You know, they all say it's coming back, but you just can't, nothing's guaranteed at this point. That's what I've learned, I feel like, from this. Nothing is guaranteed. Because, like, anything can just, like... Corona will just throw a curveball at you and be like, oh, the incident spiked up 300% today. Guess what? Everything's closed again. And, you know, you just... You got to be expecting a curveball. You can't just be, like... You can't just be anticipating the best. And guess what? We're all doing it because it's, like, impossible to not. But... You got to be expecting those curveballs, man. You're not going to keep, you're not going to, I'll just bring in a baseball analogy to everything. You can't just keep hitting dingers on fastballs. You got to expect the curveballs, you know? That's my baseball analogy. <laughs> Hope you like it. Uh, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Do you guys ever watch TED Talks? <laughs> and, and just think how scary it must be to be up on stage. Because <laughs> I have like a, I don't know if, it, I mean, it's kind of a fear, but like of, of public speaking, it's kind of a fear, but it, I'm not intuitively scared of it, but I know when I do that, when, whenever I have to public speak or something, which isn't often by the way, but when I've had to in the past, like give a presentation or something, my heart rate is insane and I can't slow it down. I even try heavy breathing or like just relaxing breathing. But if you do that on stage, you look like a fucking idiot too. Like imagine me on stage and I'm just about to give like a talk and I'm like, just breathe, baby, just breathe. Like you, you know, that guy's not a professional, but I, and, and that should happen. And then I fucking like tremble. I just can't control it. I don't know if there's people like, are, are you, are you guys like that? Do you like, I can't be the only one. 
that has issues with it. Because I don't hear people talking about it. And it concerns me that other people aren't talking about how kind of scary it is. Um, but I, I, if, if I ever see a fucking TED Talk, that's all I think about the whole time. I don't even give a shit. I don't even listen to what they're actually talking about. All I pay attention to is like how they how they're looking on stage and if they like if they slur a word one little bit I'm like oh no that's what I would do. Oh fuck that's exactly what I would do. You know? I'm just not I'm not cut out for it. I'm not cut out to be a CEO. <clears throat> because if anyone's going to give a talk if anyone's going to give a TED talk, it's like, it's the CEO of something. It's just the, you know, I can't be that. I can't be that guy. I can't do it, man. I can't give those talks. I, I can't, I couldn't give a TED talk. If they offered me a lot of money to do a TED talk, I mean, I would, I would probably, I would probably do it. But what would they give me a TED talk to do about? What do I know anything about? Unless they gave me a TED talk about knowing nothing, that I could do that. And here's and here's Jordan giving us a TED talk about nothing. He's giving us a TED talk today on how he knows nothing and why you shouldn't do that. <laughs> and then I'd be like spitting all my wrong information out. But <clears throat> but in my life, I just want to say. I want to say once in a legitimate context, thanks for coming to my TED Talk when it's actually a TED Talk. Because I say it all the time when I'm giving a stupid nonsense speech. But if I'm doing it for TED himself, then I feel like I've done it. I feel like I've made it in life. Because I've never, I've never given a talk that actually means something. I've just given a fucking talk in my English class. Where I, was, where I was describing a fucking scene in Shakespeare. And no one gives a shit about that, dude. I didn't care either at the time. And I didn't know what I was talking about. But guess what? I looked it up on fucking whatever that site's called where it gives you a summary of all the books so you don't have to read the books. And it gives you a summary of all the chapters so you don't have to read a goddamn thing. You just... You just read that website and it gives you all the information and then you don't have to read the book and then you can make a presentation off the shit you read off that website and without having to touch the book. That's what it's like. And that's, uh, and guess what? That's my 30 minutes right there. So it's so weird, man. Sometimes I can just fly by 30 and sometimes I'm just pulling rabbits out of my hat. Also, I want to be a magician, but that's another story for another day. Thank you for uh, <clears throat> coming to my TED Talk, aka episode 13. I appreciate you for uh, sticking through. Um, <clears throat> if you haven't already, follow my, I, uh, follow my other podcast uh, called the Kit and Caboodle Podcast. We go uh, live on stereo every week, um, so follow me on stereo at uh, Kemp Boy. Um, and uh yeah we do that every week so come come chat with us there all right thanks for sticking around i'll uh, catch you next week